Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. Let's start off with this question. Why do you want to have a million dollars? You clicked on this podcast because you were interested, you were intrigued. But first, ask yourself, why a million dollars? For most people who say, oh, I want to have a million dollars, it's because they have heard about a million dollars being um, a lot of money, which, yes, it is. But they're thinking about what comes with a lot of money. And a lot of money for some people could be 800000 900000 It could be $5 million, $12 million. When you think about a million dollars, a lot of people think about being on social media with a lavish lifestyle and a flashy car and posing with stacks of money. That's not really what I am talking about. Today, I'm going to be talking about the everyday millionaires, the people next door who you may not realize are millionaires, because that's a little bit more realistic. Uh, When people think about millionaires, they think about athletes or actors and Those people make up a very small percentage of the wealthy people in the world. And I don't know about you, but I definitely cannot act. And I most certainly am not athletic. So there is no way that I would ever become a millionaire if I was relying on those things. Here's what I have learned. The millionaires of the world they do belong to their own uh, category, their own club. Uh, in fact, there actually is something called the two comma club once you cross a million dollars. But I learned a lot of stuff about millionaires this year. And I am doing even more research and looking into it because I just find it absolutely fascinating and that's how much of a nerd that I am Um, but I wanted to share some of the things that I was learning so when you think about a millionaire it does not mean that that person's salary is a million dollars when people talk about millionaires what they mean is that their net worth is a million dollars or more. And I have talked about net worth previously, uh, but I'll go ahead and I'll explain it again. Your net worth is what you own minus what you owe. And I went over this when I was talking about my um, debt, as well as when I was talking about the Six Seeds to Financial Health, which is episode 10 
and I think when I talked about debt, it was probably episode four and episode six. So what you own being all of your assets, if you own your house, your car, if you have stocks, bonds, uh, cash, all of those things are what you own. And what you owe is things like your loans, your mortgage, uh, any debt that you have. So what you do is you minus what you owe from what you own, and that will tell you what your net worth is. If that number is one million, then congratulations, you're a millionaire. But it's not as far-fetched of an idea as most people think. Like for me, I never in a million years, pun intended, <laughs> thought that I could potentially become a millionaire until I read more about it and started crunching the numbers. And so that's really want, what I want to talk about today. Another aspect of this that I wanted to mention is the fact that your financial independence number, if that's what you're hoping for, does not have to be a million dollars. And if you're not familiar with that term, financial independence is where you have enough money in your name to where you don't have to work anymore for money and you can live off of your money by drawing out a small percentage every year. And for most people, calculating that number involves taking your expenses, multiplying it by 25 or by 33. So for instance, if you spend $3,000 a month and there are 12 months in a year, your annual expenses uh, equals $36,000. And then if you multiply that by 25, you'll get $900,000. And at that stage, you can continue to pull out $3,000 a month or $36,000 a year, and your assets will continue to appreciate, particularly if you have them invested, and you won't ever have to work again. So that's what financial independence is as a breakdown. There are other aspects to financial independence and how much more or less money that people will feel comfortable with, but that's the basic uh, premise. So if you are working towards financial independence, that number, that dollar amount does not have to be a million. So like in the example that I just gave you, that financial independence number is $900,000. And a person who has that budget can live and not worry about anything. But how do you even get to $900,000? And I'll talk about that in just a second. 
let's talk about statistics first. So the United States actually accounts for about 40% of millionaires worldwide. And the Global Health Report uh, for last year says that the total number of millionaires in the United States is 18.6 million. And uh, it was interesting because between 2018 and 2019, the economy did really well. Uh, the United States added 675,000 new millionaires. But I don't want you to get confused with your mental concept of a millionaire living in a huge house with a luxury car and taking fancy vacations on a regular basis. Yes, those people may be millionaires, but a millionaire can also look very different. So Chris Hogan has studied uh, over 10,000 millionaires, and he wrote the book Everyday Millionaires. He works alongside um, Dave Ramsey. And in his study, 94% of the millionaires that he spoke with say that they live on less than they make. So that really is, I, I think, uh, a big key to becoming a millionaire. Because if you think about it, if you make three or four thousand dollars a month and you spend three or four thousand dollars a month, at the end of the month, you're not going to have anything. <laughs> and then how would you ever become a millionaire? So what these people have done is they have cut down on their expenses and their lifestyle to the point where they do not spend all that they make. In fact, a lot of them, when they get paid, they invest first, save and invest before they do anything else. Uh, and so that is a habit that I have gotten um, myself used to as well. My money for investing and saving and paying off my debt, that goes out first. And then I pay the bills. And if there's anything left, then I can budget for what I will do with that money. But in order for me to get to that point, I had to take a look at my money. And that was episode two. Where did my money go? And I had to take a look at where all of my money was going every month so that I can make changes. And I talk about some of those changes in um, the updated episode on my uh debt journey, and that was episode 13. So um, in the study with the everyday millionaires that Chris Hogan did, 94% of them were living on less than they make. And if you think that you are not going to be able to do that, I will challenge you because there is evidence that says otherwise. 
I want to read the first paragraph to this article, and I'll include the article on the webpage for today's episode uh, on the website, healthywealthyroots.org. So the first paragraph of this article reads, a community in Vermont was surprised in 2015 when Ronald Reed, and at the time he was 92, a retired gas station attendant and janitor, turned out to have been worth nearly $8 million upon his death and left about $5 million to his local library and hospital. How was a janitor able to amass $8 million? And so I read up about this man, and basically what he did was he lived below his means, meaning that he did not spend all of the money that he made every month. He had a very modest house and so on. And he, his biggest strategy for growing his money was buying and holding stocks. So not selling, not buying and selling, but buying and holding long-term. And he was um, mostly investing in stocks that pay dividends. So when you get dividends, that is money from the company that you invested in gets added onto your money. And then over time, that grows. And then you get more money from the company and that's added onto your money as well as how much the stock is growing. And then that grows and so on and so on and so on until you have this snowball effect and you have a bunch of money. So that's an example of a janitor. I listened to the Millionaires Unveiled podcast and uh, they have a website. You can listen to it on their website as well. They actually recently had an episode with an immigrant and he was from Cameroon and he doesn't have a million yet, but his net worth is half a million. And he started working. His first job was at McDonald's and he was making $5.25 an hour. And now he is in real estate primarily. And that's where he is kind of building his wealth and he's heavily invested. So with all of the research that I have taken a look at, there are a few things that millionaires seem to have in common. So I talked about living below your means. They also seem to be very strategic people who have discipline and are goal-oriented and know how to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, And most of them are investing their money either in real estate or they have investment accounts. And investment accounts could be retirement plans or brokerage accounts or what have you. Uh, And they are in it for the long haul, most of them. Of course, you have other people who amass their millions in other ways, but it seems like, generally speaking, if you want to become a millionaire, The guaranteed or almost guaranteed ways to do it historically 
have been by investing in the stock market and or having real estate. So I wanted to make this um, this example tangible. That's the word I'm looking for <laughs> for you. So I pulled up bankrate.com. They have an investment calculator, and I'll also include that on the website for today's episode. Let's just say that you want to become a millionaire, okay? And let's just say that right now you have no money invested. Let's just say that you are somehow able to make enough money. So whether that's with your primary job or if you end up doing uh part-time jobs in addition to your primary job uh, and you cut out your expenses so that you're able to live below your means, you're not paying too much for housing or utilities or so on. Let's say that you do that and you're able to contribute $2,500 a month for investing. Let's just say that the stock market gives you a return of 7%. So you start off with nothing. You put $2,500 away a month. And you do that for 20 years. And that's what I said about being in it for the long haul. You just set a goal. You say, okay, I am 30 right now, or I am 40 right now. And when I am 50 or 60, I want to have a million dollars. If you do that, you will have a million dollars. You'll have actually one to 1.2 million, depending on the taxes on the account that you use. And that's before inflation. So it really is actually possible. And it's possible for people uh, more so than a lot of people think which is why I wanted to share that. In terms of my goals, now that I know how possible it is, do I want to become a millionaire? I don't know. I like achieving goals, so maybe it will happen. Uh, For me, I am more interested in what having a lot of money represents for me. It represents the ability to be flexible in terms of how I spend my time. I don't think I will ever stop working completely. Uh, And if I do, it won't be for a very long time because I enjoy what I do. I have my dream job being a psychologist. But at the same time, as you get older, there are different things that you want to do with your life. And if you have more money, then you have more flexibility to do those things. And of course, with more money, there are things in life that you can enjoy that you can't really enjoy as much when you don't have money. And in listening to the Millionaires Unveil podcast, at the end of the episode, they often ask what the person they're interviewing uh, enjoys spending their money on. And most of the interviewees that I've heard at least, they prefer spending their money on experiences. And a lot of them uh, do travel and have family vacations. 
And that's me. I would love to spend time on a beach on a regular basis. Um, so that's really where my goal is. My goal is having the flexibility and being able to provide my son with a life that he will enjoy and feel comfortable and safe in. If that means a million dollars, then great. But I'm not necessarily running towards that as my end goal. So on the website for today's episode at healthywealthyroots.org, I will include some resources. I'll include the link to the Millionaires Unveiled podcast as well as some books on millionaires. So Chris Hogan's Everyday Millionaires, as well as the Millionaire Next Door series. And a couple of articles that I found online that would be helpful if this is something that you want to or you already are working towards. So one of them is Seven Simple Steps to One Million Dollars. And I think that if this is your path, if you're already on your way there, congratulations. And if this has not been your path, but you are now interested and motivated, I hope that uh, you can spend some time researching, looking up stuff online, uh, YouTube, or just doing a Google search. And I hope that you're able to accomplish this goal. So thank you for joining me today. Tune in every Monday and Friday. You can check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Join me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember... Our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. Since the coronavirus pandemic does not seem to be going anywhere anytime soon, and in fact is getting worse again, I felt like it was a good time to start talking about preparing for the coming months as the weather changes in temperate climates and it starts getting colder in the northern hemisphere at least, it's uh, going to be important for us to figure out how we're going to make it through the next few months. And so I'll be talking about self-care. I'll be talking to you and also to myself and uh, describing some of the things that we should probably do in order to make it through the next few months of this pandemic. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.